0: Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Chase, and I'm here with my co-host Lily. Hey, guys. We are a supernatural horror podcast that aims to explore the world of fear with a little help of Dutch courage and a healthy dose of humor. So cheers to all of you who are joining us tonight. Come take a seat because we have some great stories for you. We're actually recording this on St. Patrick's Day. So even though this won't be posted for a few days, we are celebrating it a bit hard. (laughs) I mean, we couldn't celebrate it last year because quarantine hit like right before St. Patty's Day celebrations. And although there's still restrictions, we prepared this year by stocking the fridge with all the expected Irish beer. We got some Irish whiskey and... You can't smell it, but it smells like crock pot stew (laughs) throughout the whole house, which is making me super hungry right now. Yeah. So what are you drinking right now, Lily?
1: So I'm drinking the Guinness Extra Stout. Such a good beer. Yeah, I'm really excited.
0: And I am drinking Smittix, one of my favorite beers from Ireland. Ooh,
1: cheers. cheers.
0: So even though we were originally planning to do it, uh, and we still are planning to do it for like, you know, once a month games, you haven't... Come up with it. We decided today, since we're being a little celebrity, we're going to spin the wheel today.
1: We're only using the wheel this time, not actually the the full game or anything. So
0: I'm going to, for those of you who haven't heard this before, we have a wheel with a lot of different topics on it for each of our segments, and if we spin it and it lands on it, and she actually has that in her story, I have to take a shot, and when it's time for my story, the same, but the other side. And just as a reminder, this wheel, which is called the We Just Gonna Spin This Wheel... Uh, The options are ghost, folklore, demons, witches, cryptid, haunted building, and then all other things. So if you you land on that, that's the most dangerous because it encompasses all things that aren't those.
1: Right. It's very general.
0: And on my side, when we get around to it, it's called Take a Spin on a UFO. It has footage actually exists, government acknowledged, lights, a UFO is seen, creature Abduction or mass sighting. So we'll get around to that one. So right now it's time for me to spin the wheel.
1: Yes, go for it.
0: Let me hold it down so it doesn't go anywhere. I made his tiny little cute kid wheel. Don't drink at home, kids. It landed on Haunted Building.
1: Woo, nope.
0: No Haunted Building? <laughs> no Haunted Building. It was, it was on the border, almost on Ghost.
1: So. Oh, well, that still wouldn't have been it. All
0: right, well then anyway, we're good. <laughs> Alright, so no shot to start, but I'm sure there will be shots later. So.
1: Yeah, let's see. Okay. Well, it wasn't any of those things, but what I'm going to be talking about today is the Curry. Or the
0: what?
1: Here's the thing. I saw some YouTube videos just to see how to pronounce it, and it turns out I've heard three different versions. Oh sweet. <laughs> so
0: So at least it's easy.
1: It's either the Curry, the Curry, or the Curie.
0: So it's either the chick who discovered radiation.
1: Madame Curie, yeah.
0: Uh, one of the most delicious dishes ever out of India. Sure. <laughs> or something I've never heard of before.
1: Curry. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna say curry. How should I say it? Curry.
0: Let's do curry
1: curry but, okay. because
0: it doesn't sound like those other things so i won't think about them when you okay
1: say it. so we'll, we'll say the curry and Cause it,
0: otherwise i'm so hungry right now i'm just gonna think about curry all episode if you keep saying so it so
1: it's k-u-r-i if you're curious okay
0: curry yeah, yeah. I'm cool, Corey. Corey.
1: awesome so the the curry comes from actually english folklore hmm. it is said that the curry oh my god <laughs>
0: It's lost. It's we already lost. lost. We've this already panel. done. I do however you want to do it. I'll, uh, I'll suffer.
1: <laughs> here's the thing when it, when I was searching for it when I, I initially said curry and now my brain's like ooh Indian food I want all some right curry. go for
0: it it's it's gonna be the Indian food
1: <laughs> okay folklore. so the Indian food possesses no I'm just kidding um so it's said that the curry attaches themselves to shallow graves and or areas in which someone died in often uh, where a person wasn't buried properly. And it's also considered demonic.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. So would this, uh, you might answer this later on, and if so, just tell me. Sure. Um, Does that mean things like mass graves, which a lot of people consider an inappropriate burial?
1: So sometimes they say, like, graveyards, from what I understand. But, like, honestly, it wouldn't make any sense. I think it's, like, forgotten, possibly graves. Like, maybe it was a full grave. But... No one has taken care of it. Things have been built over it. Or it was just like in the woods. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was like a family plot. and Kind of like that. It has to be pretty remote where these okay. um, demonic entities kind of have it. Okay. So,
0: so not like in the middle of a city.
1: No, usually the quarry avoids that. So. All right,
0: that's awesome. Well, you know, I'm not in too many remote burial locations that I know of. <laughs> that
1: you know, exactly. Oh and man, now I just got
0: creepier. Okay, okay, keep going. <laughs> Go for it.
1: So, I, I do want to say a quick PSA I will never say a demonic entity's name that is known to cause harm
0: yeah because it's supposed to be bad mojo yeah
1: so there are a few stories and i've actually watched it and then just ended up saying it in my head like a thousand times because i'm a psycho and like so but the idea
0: you can never do that to me i'm so ocd what'll happen is in 40 years if we're still alive then you know obviously yeah uh You'll be like, "Hey, do you remember that name?" I'm like, "Yes, I've said it in my head four thousand times a day for forty years."
1: Yeah, and the thing is, for me, it's not because it's OCD or anything. I think when I heard it, and I was like, "I'm gonna say it." (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, and here's the thing. So I. How shame of you. There's a few. (laughs) Well, I'm not gonna stand like land. What is it? Lay down on a pentagram and (laughs) and shout out demon. demon. No, I won't go that far. But in this kind of stories there's a few of them that i've um come across okay. and they say and it has affected people that when they hear the story or they hear the name in particular it's kind of like an enchantment it's kind of like conjuring mm-hmm. the uh the demon really
0: so you're not gonna say it
1: well the, the kuri isn't one of them but I, because I've been talking about sometimes demons and things like that, I wanted to warn people that if I ever do a story of those other ones, the ones that are very dangerous and, um, and could affect you, especially if you're sensitive, I will give a warning. I'll say, okay, in three, two, one, name. I'll say the name. And then, you know, you can either plug your ears, turn down the volume, skip a few seconds, whatever it is you need to do, and then I won't say the name again during the episode in fact i'll probably just give it a nickname so does that make sense Mm -hmm. so so don't worry this isn't one of them but it got me thinking because while i was researching the query i ended up (laughs) coming across one of those again and i'm like oh hey it's that name i've said like a thousand times um and i didn't want and 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 it just reminded me i'm like i don't want people to be scared of this story well i want people to be scared but i don't want i don't want to harm anyone so don't worry okay here we go so back to the quarry, they often lurk and wait patiently, like I said, above forgotten graves. Sometimes they're not technically graves. I mean, they can become graves if you or just were a dead
0: person. If you just died on yeah.
1: land, so that's kind of their their thing.
0: They just hang out,
1: right? And they do this in particular because they're waiting for someone to walk by and attach themselves to.
0: So they're like demon prostitutes on the side of the road just just waiting
1: hey baby looking for a good a bad time looking
0: for a good spook
1: yeah (laughs) so yeah they do and they look really hot and so i'm just kidding i have no idea what they look like um no they they do they they kind of wait around until somebody comes by isn't fortunate enough to walk over this grave and they'll attach themselves to it
0: Man, if you didn't even know it was a grave, that's like a double shitty.
1: It really is, and the worst part is is that some people claim that if you're walking through the woods or you're on the moors, I think that's one of the biggest uh, areas in which the quarry likes to linger. And they say that if you are kind of on the off-beaten path and you notice some lights or something that grabs your attention, be very careful. Okay. Because it could be trying to lure you. So
0: they have lights. They have light abilities. They
1: can they can manifest energy enough to create something like that. Yeah.
0: Getting some UFO vibes. Yeah. All right, let's
1: go. <laughs> no, this this came from hell, not from space. Get it together. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, so their behavior, kind of possession process, is that they. Are very good at infestation, so they're very effective. And no one really like most demonic um, infestations. They don't really the host or the the victim isn't necessarily aware initially that they're being infested yet. Gotcha. So it kind of it it, it kind of lingers on for a while. Um, doesn't do anything right away, but then once it feels like it's got its right host or like it thinks it can probably take you over will begin to whisper. Mm. So you'll start to hear sometimes it's indiscernible. Sometimes it's like things that are mean or or unsettling kind of messages.
0: Or is it asking you to quit your job? Yeah, it's like quit
1: your job. <laughs> I think
0: we've had one of those. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> quit your job. Yeah. Have another shot. No, it's kidding. Um yeah, I have one of those in I guess too. Um the the idea of this creature As well is that they're not necessarily in our world they're kind of teetering between two worlds okay and that's kind of why it starts off pretty light is because it hasn't gained enough energy or um, power to really I guess kind of present itself manifest is
0: this this kind of like what they talked about in I can't remember if it was the conjuring or insidious or any of those where it's like you have to give it that power so is, well, Is there the idea that if you're, like, a really strong individual and tries to latch on to you, it's going to just, like, give up?
1: Yeah, so it kind of does have a little bit of the same ideas. I would say, like, in The Conjuring, it was more like it already existed in this realm, but it was more like you were giving it permission. Oh, okay. And gotcha. giving it attention is what gravitates it, and it's thinking it's going to be an easy mark. Gotcha. So you are gotcha. you are making yourself more more vulnerable, and also, slash, they're more likely to be attracted to you if you're giving it attention, because, you know, that's already half the battle. Yeah.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, they don't have to try as hard, I guess. These demons are lazy. Um, anyway, so they they do this, and so once the whispering starts happening, you obviously, I feel like, would initial not initially just how do I say this naturally would try to pay attention more and be like, what's that? Did I hear something? So giving that more attention also increases its um, its power over you. And unfortunately, I, every time I, I read about that, like the whispers and all mm-hmm. the things that it does to you, is trying to make me feel bad and all that, it reminded me of the YouTube videos that show you what it's like to have schizophrenia.
0: Yeah, I don't watch those on purpose.
1: And so I've watched like a ton of them. And like...
0: I've, I have a hard time watching videos about mental illness because they make me super insecure. Like well, I can't like, watch the movie A Beautiful Mind because I just get so scared. Yeah. I, I just get scared. I
1: got un- It was unsettling for me because I felt really sad. For anyone who had to deal with it. Absolutely. And I, also at the I same time, you're like, oh my God, will it happen to me? I don't want this to happen to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not watching it for
0: super selfish reasons. <laughs> I feel really bad for these people. Right. But it's super selfish when I watch them like, I yeah. can't handle this.
1: So that's kind of what it reminded me of. And a lot of times it's, you know, from what I understand, it is just one voice. Whereas these videos tend to be like a lot of different voices talking okay. to you at the same time. But that's not the case. It's the Kuri talking to you. Um, and the next step after after it's gotten you thinking you're going a little crazy it starts showing up in your dreams.
0: Mm.
1: Now, at this point, the query is still not strong enough to fully manifest in our dimension. But after acknowledging its existence, it it like, for example, the whispers, it's enough now to enter into your dreams. Okay. And from what I understand, when I was reading about this, I was like, dreams, I guess I kind of heard some things like where dreams can allow other entities en- to enter. It's kind of like this in-between space, sure. if you believe it that way and you can become very vulnerable and especially if you're sensitive already or have like a gift um it it kind of allows you to do more things as well
0: gotcha
1: um anyway so i i all i keep thinking is like this would be very jarring for someone who doesn't have the gift do you know what i mean like all of a sudden you have these creatures like or this one thing that's kind of haunting you and you don't know what to do and and instilling that fear and not having any kind of understanding of the situation would cause it to be able to take over your body more. Of course. So, dreams. It's a really good gateway, I guess. You know, I,
0: I think it would be easy for me to always just assume if I saw something in a dream that it was just my brain being stupid, because we've all had nightmares. Right. I don't know if I could ever believe something in my dream was real, but...
1: Yeah, but I think, like...
0: I'm not saying dreams don't affect me. Sometimes they really affect me. They can ruin my day. You know, one where if if I dream that, like, you know, I don't know, you and me got a divorce, I'm pretty sure I'd be messed up for an entire day. Um, (laughs) But I never know it's real. Like, it's never that I think it was real or that something was influencing me. It's just because the emotion was real. But I always knew it was a
1: dream. No, I know what you mean. I think, like, sometimes I don't get... I don't get actually physically affected by dreams whenever or emotionally I should say affected by dreams whenever I have them. I have nightmares all the time, Mm -hmm. constantly, like probably every night.
0: Like and, a hobby for you.
1: Well, I've had them at, before I even was into horror movies. Like I've just it since
0: you were like a kid, right? Yeah, I've just that's always a family had thing it. for you too. Yeah, Your brother my and sister. sister are the same way. I know my
1: brother does. My brother actually tends to have a lot more boring dreams, though. He says not all my. It's dreams. kind of like half and half.
0: Yeah, I'm like 90% boring dreams. Yeah, and like the 10% I went to the bank
1: today. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow, that was a well, really I have, awful dream. I
0: have a lot of dreams. Like back when I, you know, like I have dreams that I'm going to work and I'm at work and then I wake up to have to go to work. That stuff's pretty common for me. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah. But I'm not scared. I just wake up and go, like, dude, I just did this a minute ago.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, it's kind of a nightmare in a different way, I suppose, like just the monotony.
0: So sorry, sorry. To, no,
1: but I think. You said I think, dreams,
0: and I think dreams are dreams are the kinds of things that I think, you know, we're already dealing with, like, supernatural stuff. And you're going to run into people who are like, I believe it or I don't believe it. I think dreams are also another level of that where you could have people who are. Both believing or not believing in the supernatural, but you'll find people who either don't or do believe that dreams mean something at all. Yeah. Some people say they don't mean anything. Some people say they mean something. Some people mean they mean everything.
1: Sure.
0: So I think dreams are a really I mean, complicated there, subject. There's
1: books, many, many, many books written about that Absolutely. kind of stuff. But like, I, that's not what I, necessarily what I'm referring to. Um, Not just hidden meanings or like predictions or future or anything. I mean, I know that might be part of it, but in this instance is that it kind of makes your unconscious mind slightly more vulnerable to anything that might be wanting to Ah. infiltrate. Like, for example, It's it's kind of like a weak point. It's kind of a point in which the other world, if it could, it would try to... Um, Enter because it's kind of like if a loved one dies and then they come back in your dream and they tell you something that's meaningful that wouldn't have been...
0: It'll affect you. That wouldn't either...
1: Yeah, like you couldn't just subconsciously come up with because it wasn't information that you knew.
0: That's significant, And
1: then you're like, let's just say, oh, there's like a... There's a locket in my left drawer in the and attic you go look and it's, and it's there. there and you're like Aww. i've never been there and there are stories like that and so i'm just trying to point out that it can have it can be the opposite it can mm-hmm. be something evil in kind of <laughs> lurking in there
0: <laughs> your grandmother never liked you
1: <laughs> it's like a pile of shit you always like, thought you smelled like gra-
0: onions <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well sometimes i do okay so that is that's kind of what i'm trying to point okay. out here okay. um So anyway, they'll get into your dreams and it's already easier for them to do that anyway since they've attached themselves to you and they're already able to make you hear them. But now they can make you see them a little bit more. Uh, Often they will appear kind of as shadowy figures and or hiding behind things. So you're kind of always looking for them, trying to figure out what it is. So the idea is that they're always trying to keep you searching and, and curious but scared at the same time initially so that way it's easier for them to continue what they're doing so next after it's been in your dreams the curry will have enough energy to manifest itself into our world when this happens the curry will completely basically attach what would already be attached to you completely so there's really not a whole lot you can do at this point it's basically have been like you've been fully fully controlled and things from there escalate pretty quickly the curry will begin to scratch you, touch you, poke you, and sometimes even caress you. Well, that one seems nice. But they're like really dead cold hands, so it's like me doing it.
0: Oh, yeah, you do have cold <laughs> hands.
1: Yes, maybe I'm secretly a curry. So it's
0: actually actively doing things. When you said it like had control of you, I was imagining it was those little...
1: Well, I can't remember Marionettes? The name. No, no, the like... little
0: blobs that attach everyone's head in Futurama.
1: Oh, the uh, slugs, the mind yeah, control. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was imagining like that, but now you're like, no, he's all scratching and touching and caressing. I'm like, oh, he's like all...
1: So he gets he gets physical. <laughs> feisty. Like, very feisty. Feisty and... one you are. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, you probably have to cut that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> so the So I guess, like I said, the idea is that it's constant harassment, and it is constant. Like, it will keep you up at night, It'll distract you from your daily activities, and this will cause you obviously to be exhausted, depressed, and basically feel like you're going crazy, making uh, the possession process a lot easier for them. Once the curry has nearly drained your energy, it will begin to show its physical form in our reality instead of just the dreams, and um, it will kind of manipulate your your reality as well. For example... The curry will distort the faces of family and friends into looking like a grotesque creature. These are not hallucinations. This is the curry showing you what it looks like.
0: Oh, yeah. messed up.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty rude. It's not
0: like trying to scare you. It's like, no, this is this is what you got, man. This is what's behind door
1: number one. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're on door number three at this point. <laughs> yeah, so also what, what I was able to gather onto what the query looks like it was very little. I'm not going to lie. I was not able to find a whole lot. But that's not very uncommon when it comes with demons. You don't really ever have a really good clear picture of what they look like. Sure. You might have a clear picture of their presence, their size, their strength and their power, but not necessarily their like what they look like, you know, how disgusting they are. Well, this also the whole like showing hallucinations and imposing their face on your loved ones obviously serves a purpose. It makes it basically nearly impossible, if not completely impossible, to seek help. Further isolating you from the world, and I guess my guess, I guess if you probably tried telling your family, they would probably start staying away from you as well, mm. depending on who they are. So it just it kind of just really really nails nail in the coffin there. Y- you like know, you are alone.
0: You know. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt here, no, 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 go, but go I it. actually think this is worth talking about. I've never thought about this before. If someone that you loved, uh, a close friend or family member, mm-hmm. came to you and said, "I think I'm possessed," and let's say <laughs> let's say you believe them, let's, so casually, yeah. So let's let's get rid of the "do you believe them or not" thing. Like mm-hmm. that's not the issue here. Let's just assume you believe that they are actually possessed. Okay. Would you be like, I'm really scared. I don't know if I want to be around you because I'm really scared of your possession, or would you be like, let me help you? Like, how I I don't even know if I have an answer for that because it's never happened to me.
1: I think it depends on my relationship with the person. I think in any kind of scenario, I'm not trying to be cold or cruel. But if it was someone that I didn't really know and they were like, I think you might believe me, I would do everything I can to like give them information and who might be able to help them and possibly obviously see a doctor, things like that. But otherwise, if it was my sister or like you or something like that, um, I would definitely be, I'd be there. I'd be like, no, demon, you come fucking get me. I don't, Mm. yeah. So I would probably try to fight it like I do most things. Lose, obviously, but I will try. (laughs) So anyway.
0: Such an interesting thought. Like. Yeah. That's a different one. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, go back yeah. to your story. Sorry, no, I just thought No, but see, about that's it.
1: kind of, it's a cool story because it makes you think of, like, your entire life and what, what would happen if this happened, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. So, but that's not the end of it. Once you are finally isolated and weak, the curry will begin to speak to you very clearly. It will tell you where it came from and where it wants you to go. And where it wants you to go is the place in which you picked it up. So where you guys met. This is a lie, but it will continue to harass you and convince you that if you take it back to its original location, that it will leave you alone. It will say things like, the only reason it's inhabiting your body is because it got lost and needed your help to get back. The constant plea of the curry would eventually... You know wear any person down and especially in the condition that you would be at this point you're basically a shell of a person and at this point you're so malnourished uh sleep deprived probably on the verge of death already that you are just gonna do whatever it says so unprepared often the victim will begin its journey back to where the kuri claims it came from Uh, but what in fact the kuri is doing is choosing your grave
0: oh that's messed up
1: yeah like I said, so this group. is why
0: there's so many unknown graves. They're finding a new place to. Oh, yeah. Oh, sneaky, sneaky.
1: Yeah. And like I said, yeah, exactly. They usually lurk on unmarked graves. So these places, again, they're secluded away from civilization. So no one's really going to stop you. Always whispering in your ear. The Kuri will say that you're almost there constantly and you believe it. You have no other choice until eventually your body surrenders and dies from either dehydration, starvation, or exhaustion. But before you take your last breath, the cory will whisper in your ear, "I'll enjoy dragging your soul to hell."
0: Oh. Mm. Which reminds me of one of the coolest horror movie titles, Drag, me to, hell? Drag me to Hell. <laughs> it's
1: like, a, I wasn't it's super crazy. One. It was an okay movie, but yeah. like
0: the title stellar. All right, keep it's a going. Good one, keep going. Yeah.
1: So now your body is an unmarked grave and becomes the curry's, the curry.
0: <laughs> Comes Valley. the chicken tikka masala.
1: <laughs> your tiki masala. Just <laughs> kidding. The curry, it becomes the curry's new home.
0: Ready for pounce number two.
1: Waiting for its next victim. Exactly.
0: That's fucked up.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, this
0: story's making me really uncomfortable.
1: Yay! It's it's halfway there. Especially to when we're
0: house hunting, because what if there's like a dead body in the basement and it's just like one's like there course, and no one knows like, the dead body's there.
1: Oh, geez, I mean, how long has this place been abandoned?
0: I don't know. We do live in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of empty abandoned houses around.
1: About some. and they're for
0: sale for way more than they're worth.
1: You're like that'll be three hundred thousand dollars. Thank you.
0: <laughs> May have been a meth house twice.
1: <laughs> I might still be making it. <laughs> Um, so let's go into the origins of the story. Like I said, it was English folklore, and it's it I couldn't get a lot a whole lot of history, to be honest. I was trying. And but from what I understand, it does serve more as a cautionary tale. Not to discredit whether or not the curry exists, but rather it's commonly used to remind people of the dangers of wandering through unknown land. Mm. This serves also as a dual purpose. Of respecting nature and its unforgiving dangers. Um, in addition, it also reminds people to respect graves. I mean, like in England, maybe more than the U.S., we will have a lot of unmarked graves or gravestones that yeah, have been we'll have a worn lot, away. Much
0: longer history, yeah. right?
1: And you know, it's well, we have a long history of like indigenous people and stuff like that. But it's they very true. But they had a different. They were burying their. Well, thing but for they a long were time. remembered. Right. So it was a little different than being. So it's more like their history versus someone where in the United States their history was wiped. <laughs> so it's like you don't know if you're on a in and, and, and the United States you, there is real stories of unrest spirits that were killed, you know, during the, the conquer what do you call it? Invasion? Ma- I
0: would say, it, it, I'd uh, say it, the massacre. The massacre. And
1: I couldn't think of the word. I was like, What's the word? Yeah,
0: some people like say relocation, but that's very calm. It was a massacre.
1: Yeah, the massacre, the, the basically genocide mm-hmm. of the people on, on that were here way before anyone from Europe.
0: Well, in Europe they loved rebuilding and building and building over and over exactly. again. Exactly. So it's kind of as this... conquer conquerings happened and, and new peoples moved in, like, they've been... People are currently living where there's been lots of dead people buried.
1: Exactly. And so I guess my, what I'm trying to say is that just because this grave is old it doesn't mean it shouldn't be respected. Absolutely. And it kind of gives you that... Um, That notion that if you don't, then something bad might happen to you. And with that in mind, actually, the curry might actually let you pass if you respect the grave and have goodness in your heart. Not because it's like it respects you or anything like that.
0: It's just them rules.
1: But no, it's because it thinks it might be more difficult to inhabit you. Oh,
0: clever. Yeah.
1: So it's just like this person... Um, is more self-aware of the respect and situation of the afterlife, it might be more difficult to um, scare it, to make it feel... It, it's not the best prey, It's Interesting. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but,
0: like, I get the idea that if you see someone who seems, like, ignorant and brash, and they might be more weak-willed or... Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Right. So. so, if this is a cautionary tale, I have to ask, because we have our spinning wheel... I was thinking that the, the Kuri would be a cryptid, but you keep saying it's folklore. So would this have been folklore Chris, so, or would you say both?
1: I would say the original story, like where it came from, it, it's like a folklore in the sense that like the history stems from the English, English history, like British uh-huh. or whatever. Um, it's on that island is what I'm trying to tell you. Gotcha. is where it came from. So um, I wouldn't say it's like folklore, like... You know, it might not have ever existed. It could have been something that would have been very real in, in, in sure. their religion or something like that. But when I'm, but yeah, so it could be a cryptid maybe, but I'm going to lean more towards demonic.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So when because we were. It,
1: because it's something that never lived on this planet. Gotcha.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there are, you, you're you very aware of all the specific rules to those designations. We're a cryptid, I'm not, we're
1: so... co-inhabiting. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, when we were in Liverpool, and we talked about a couple episodes ago when we did our haunted tour there, when we were at the graveyard, they had lined the walking path with all these gravestones. And it kind of feels like that was this respectful way to say, like, we don't know where these graves are anymore, right. but we're not going to like grind up these gravestones or repurpose them. Like they said, if we put these out, it's like the best way to respect them is to still have them on to display. We them. just don't know where they belong. But, right. like, just so they can still be seen. and
1: That's how the catacombs are. They did that kind of entire absolutely. section to kind of um, yeah, memorialize they, everyone that's down there with exactly. their bodies. But very, very interesting process. And they,
0: and they didn't know what most of the bodies were. So they're like, if we kind of have sure. a little shrine might not be the right word, but at least a kind of thought out display so of that, bones right. kind of made it seem like there was they're being used to do something that in a horrific way is beautiful if right. that makes sense I,
1: I have mixed feelings but yeah. yeah I know what you mean yeah
0: <laughs> Um. alright so that scares me because I do have this feeling particularly around grave sites like I do feel a little bit of unease and it's not like I think like, that's
1: normal though yeah
0: I'm sure it is but this idea there that there could be a it's not like it's not like I'm uneasy because I think like the dead bodies are coming back like zombies mm-hmm. but this totally ties into my idea of unease that there's something there waiting
1: Oh. And that right.
0: freaks me out. So thank you for that the next time we, <laughs> we go camping together.
1: Yeah. Well just 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 stay on the path. Okay. Well that's basically what it's asking.
0: So I think the moral of the story is have a buddy system.
1: Have a buddy. Yeah. Hopefully they're it, weaker than you. No. Okay. Yeah. If
0: you, have, if you have a friend with you at all times, they're not gonna be like, I need to go because my possession says I need to go here, the buddy will be like, Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Here's a beer.
1: Yep. <laughs> Just throw a beer at a courier it would be fine. So, yeah, so works.
0: that one was pretty creepy. Yeah, uh, good on you. This is one of the more creepy ones. This I'm one so actually happy. hit me up.
1: Oh my god! It's funny
0: because it's not actually like a story. Like, like, I, of course it's a story, but I mean, um, it's not like a specific incident where you can say like this guy named like uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt in like 1957. <laughs> this happened to him. This is more general. Like, watch out because like unmarked graves might have these creepy demons that can't wait to go into you. And I'm like, it's such a it's such a like a fairy tale folklore mm-hmm. story like you said mm-hmm. but for some reason it hits me harder because it lets my imagination run more wild
1: exactly than if it's
0: limited to a specific date time and person because i'm like oh yeah it happened to him because he sucks
1: right you are know, like well he's a bad person anyway or something yeah
0: but like it could happen to you yeah you know get got a big old uncle sam pointing at me i'm like <laughs> Oh damn i gotta be careful
1: you know what i just thought of um because we were talking about like Earlier, the massacre and you know, the conquering of the yeah. Americas and stuff. I'm like, wow, I just did a story on the British Isles where I should have probably done one on Ireland <laughs> because of our celebration today for St. Paddy's Day.
0: Well, don't worry. Whoopsies. <laughs> all of my stories are Ireland.
1: Ah, on good, good,
0: purpose,
1: right? Da, 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 da.
0: Woo! So, we need to do more stories. I, I really, really hope in future episodes we can do more stories about. Um, Central America, South America, and North America. I want to hear yeah. a lot of those horror stories uh, relating to what you're saying because that's a There's whole realm so that is much. so rarely talked about. Yeah, most people want to hear things much more modern ghost stories, and I'd really like to For touch sure. some of those old. And I and
1: I ones. intend to go into that. I get really caught up on the history, or like rather, um, the folklore history of it. You know what I'm saying? Not like the human history, if that makes sense, but their religion, um, the old religions that used to exist, or like belief systems, and Absolutely. I that fascinates me probably more than dates and who was who was president or who was like in charge of whatever let me put it this way i'm more interested in like fairy tales than i am in real humans so i'm very very happy to do research especially if it's not as well known just south america
0: we're totally the opposite because when it comes to like reading books i'm all about histories but i don't read much fiction and you're the opposite like give me fiction (laughs) and histories can go i
1: have enough people in my life i'm good (laughs) just give me my fantasies
0: well so that was awesome
1: yeah, I, I actually
0: it. want to look into it some more. I want to see, like, I
1: recommend it. I want see
0: if there's like cool, fun little rituals people do nowadays. I want to see what there are, you know? Yeah,
1: I, I didn't see anything like that. Um, like I said, it's a very lonely possession situation. It, it really targets. Well,
0: I think possession can't, I, I, don't, I can't think of many things that are more lonely than being possessed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I'm actually really interested in this one. This is pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So I have a good story, and it relates to Ireland. Well, actually, I have a couple things to talk about. But my beer is empty, and I need... I think I'm going to switch to Guinness right now. Ooh. So I think we need to run and get some beers real quick, okay. and we'll be right back.
1: Yeah, see you guys in a bit.
0: All right, guys, we're back. i got a fresh Guinness. I'm ready to go. I've got part two today, and mine is actually... Ireland themed, you know, because it's Saint Patrick's Day. Ooh. Even though it won't be when you guys listen to this, but just you know, get into the spirit.
1: Should I spin the wheel?
0: You need to spin the wheel before I get going. Okay, but we got to flip it around. So pull the arrow off. Just twist it around, and it'll come off.
1: Pull the arrow off. It's not really a screw, right? Oh yeah, it's
0: just it's just put in with pressure.
1: Okay. Getcha. Just didn't want to break it. So here we go. Oh wait, that was a shake spin. I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. again government acknowledged
0: oh man that's frustrating I have so many stories today almost everything on that wheel was covered except government acknowledged
1: oh no
0: (laughs) unless you count like official agencies saying they're investigating it as opposed to no
1: I'm gonna say government I don't think it counts I don't think so either
0: Bummer. So but you know what? At the end of the episode, you and me are gonna take a shot. We got a fresh bottle of Jameson here. Might seem cliched, but we've been doing it since college, and I'm not gonna shit on Jameson. It's a great, great whiskey.
1: Well we don't drink it we don't often drink it to be honest. We can't
0: afford those fancy ass whiskeys.
1: Not on our uh, and,
0: and I, know, I know the people who love whiskey out there like David are gonna like that ain't fancy I know it's not fancy I I've drank i like, 200 bottles 200 bottles of whiskey for but I mean I'm, I have
1: two and I can't tell the difference well
0: I can you know there's a difference between a $10 a $20 a $50 right
1: but from like let's say 50 oh, to 100 oh yeah, I'm f- like I have no up, idea what's happening 50
0: up yeah, yeah it stops but um but anyway, we will do a shot at the end. We've got our lovely little green shot glasses from our friend Lisa, which are festive because they're green. Yay. They're cactuses, which is or cacti. So they're not um they're not necessarily in themed, but they're green. That's close enough for me. It's green. <laughs> Alright. So are you guys ready for my end of episode encounter? Counter, counter, counter. So this one is Irish themed encounters. So in November 9th. 2018 something strange happened in the skies above the west coast of Ireland Mm. a pilot from British Airways flight BA 94 en route from Montreal to Heathrow made a strange call into Shannon air traffic control Shannon's an airport and air region above Ireland just Mm. or in Ireland just so you guys know in the call the pilot asked about any military exercises that may be occurring in the area they then followed by saying quote It was moving so fast, it came up on our left hand side and then rapidly Mm. veered to the north. We saw bright light and it disappeared at a very high speed. We were just wondering. We didn't (laughs) think it was a likely collision course, just wondering what it could be. End quote. The air traffic control reported that there were no known exercises going on and that their radar Mm. was all clear. This sounds a little similar to the one I talked about the other day, right? About the UFO over New Mexico. That's what kind of dragged me into this. Like, when I was looking at stuff that were happening in Ireland, I was like, yeah. oh, man, that's a little similar. <laughs> However, this one's a little more interesting because they weren't the only ones who saw it. <gasps> who? Another plane saw it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it wasn't just another plane. Like, it wasn't like one guy on another plane. It was the whole flight crew <laughs> on another plane that saw it. <gasps> nice. All right. So Virgin Airlines Flight 76 from Orlando to Manchester reported that the flight crew had seen, quote, two bright lights at 11 o'clock, which seemed to bank over to the right and then climb away at speed, Mm. end quote. An additional pilot remarked at how fast the object was moving, saying it was, quote, absolutely astronomical, like Mach 2 or something, end quote. (laughs) So uh-huh. we've got two planes in the vicinity yeah. over Ireland, and they're seeing bright lights. So
1: and you got a flight crew who's like, this is their thing. You know, they're like, I don't know what, f- I mean, what could fly that way is, you know, unlikely.
0: Exactly. Well, when we were talking about the last one, we were saying, what if it had to do with their vantage point, like what they were seeing from a single plane when mm-hmm. we were talking about the one over in New Mexico? But now we have two planes with completely separate viewpoints and they're seeing and we have a bunch of witnesses right and on both planes so this makes this a lot more interesting so it's no longer oh maybe they just saw a weird light artifact or something weird like that there was unquestionably something to be seen yeah for sure so now that we acknowledge there was absolutely something to be seen what was it so to not be super sensationalist I should mention that not all the pilot reports were quite as alarming. One of the Virgin airline pilots suggested that it might be a quote meteor or some kind of object making some kind of reentry end quote Mm -hmm. and added that it quote appears to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory end quote. So that sounds pretty reasonable and skeptical, which from a firsthand witness is refreshing as hell. I'm so used to seeing first hand witnesses, they're just like, it was totally UFO, so it was happening. But it's got <laughs> to just be like, Look, I see something, it's there, I acknowledge it's there. But it may be a meteor. So so I kinda like Could this it be, guy.
1: Already. Well, here's the thing. The only thing that I can justify it possibly is that like it broke off and then that trajectory like kind of veered off to the right or left, whatever perspective. But I just don't think that's the way it works. Yeah,
0: so so I'm actually gonna talk about that in a minute. It's okay. a really good point. You you like hit the nail on the head. But Outside of these direct witnesses, several experienced people also seem to think it was a meteor. Um, Apostolos Christow, an astronomer from Arma Observatory and Planetarium, told the BBC that it was likely a meteorite. He also suggested that November was a pretty heavy month for meteorite activity in the area. Jerry Byrne, an aviation journalist, told the Irish Examiner that he also thinks it was likely a meteorite. Both of them Mm -hmm. essentially think... That these pilots saw a shooting star while they were flying during the day. So I do and I don't like this explanation. Right. Okay. What I like is that a meteorite makes sense at that altitude. It is unlikely that we would see a small glowing meteorite from the ground during the day, even though we know it has to happen. Meteorites are always falling into our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, we just see them at night because it's easy. I right. Mean, it's not like meteorites only fall at night. I mean, obviously. So, um... If you see, I mean, the idea that the planes are so high up and they're actually going to be a lot closer where these meteorites are finally like burning up, they would see it and they should appear bright even during the daytime. So that does make sense. It, it does yeah. explain that. The reports also suggest seeing s- uh, multiple objects along the same trajectory, which also works oh, with the yeah. notion that meteorites are breaking up into smaller and smaller objects and they when they enter the atmosphere. And they would all be, if it's breaking up, they should all be going kind of the same exact direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The bright light also explainable because we've all seen meteorites um, or, or shooting stars. They are bright. I've even seen, I don't know if you guys have seen any, but if you look on YouTube, it's amazing. Sometimes people see really big meteorites coming into the atmosphere at night and they're filming it. And when it reaches like critical brightness, it almost makes the whole area look like daylight for half oh, a second yeah, or something like that. Yeah. So we know these things can be incredibly bright. So what don't I like about this explanation? Well, let me just first say that I'm only dealing with, like, quotes and blurbs from different news websites. I don't have the full conversations from the flight crews. And even those news sites, which the ones I've been using were CNN, BBC, and The Guardian, they seem to have incongruity between their individual reports. And whenever there was a disagreement between the reports, I always favored the BBC over the other ones because I trust that news site more than I do Guardian or CNN. Um, So with all that said, because I'm just kind of, pulling out there that i can only deal with what little i have
1: right
0: what don't i like about the explanation well just like you said lily just Mm -hmm. a few minutes ago assuming the quotes are accurate and the reports weren't erroneous we have two different pilots mentioning that the meteorites were changing direction Mm -hmm. one said that the two lights were banking to the right and then climbing away that would suggest going up oh when i say they're climbing and i was like Meteorites don't go back up. They're entering atmosphere. heading (laughs) down. They're like, like, oh, just
1: kidding. I'm going to make a U-turn.
0: And then the other, another pilot said it was, quote, rapidly veered to the north, end quote. So why would it veer to the north if it's a shooting star or meteorite? I didn't see it with my own eyes, so I can't say for certain. But perhaps the angle at which the pilot saw it made it appear to change direction or climb when it actually Hmm. wasn't. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, I, but I'm but I'm also not an expert on meteorites. Like I don't ca- I don't follow meteorites or calculate them or anything like that. So my assumption is they should be traveling at a relatively obvious mm-hmm. direction. I I don't think of them as changing their direction, going left or right or up or down. But I can assume if they're going through the atmosphere, there's going to be friction and air pressure changes, so right. it won't be like a straight line. I'm not sure in it and it's also coming in from an angle into a curved planetary surface and everything. But At first I was like, well, maybe meteorites do bounce around and skip like a stone on water or something. But when I looked online, people have actually – there's a lot of uh, sites with the mathematical calculations for you to calculate their trajectories. Like the idea is Mm. if you see it, it looks like it made it all the way to the surface without burning up where you'd be able to calculate. I'm like, if you can calculate it, it means – at least a lot of meteorites a more should prediction. be. Predictable. The, yeah. The
1: trajectory is pretty consistent, and that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe
0: it's a little bit like a, a really good pitcher throwing a baseball where it does curve. It's all getting to the same area, and there's some slight movement in it, and you can sure. calculate it. But so, it's going to
1: land in that glove.
0: Hopefully. That, right. that's that If he's a good pitcher, that's the plan, right? Right, right, right. Um, but uh, I don't know enough about this, and looking into it was just an overwhelming amount of math. The idea of it changing direction or going back up does seem unlikely
1: mm-hmm. unless
0: we're talking about a perspective from these pilots. What they're seeing is not actually what's happening. I
1: just feel like I don't know if there's enough credit or maybe there's too much credit what I'm about to say. But like I feel like they would know what they're looking at in general. Like if there's anything that that might have happened in the sky or like other planes or yeah, birds, you know, I don't know. But I feel like they probably have seen it all. That could be in the sky on a regular basis, but but, but I mean not meteors, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say because if they'd
0: seen a meteorite, they'd be like, "No, I've seen a meteorite. It wasn't this." But like maybe right. maybe this is, this is pretty rare, so maybe they did see a meteorite and it's a weird thing.
1: And they were just blown away. I don't. Why would you, I don't know? I think it behaved weird to be a meteorite.
0: So I'm gonna say that I'm willing to accept meteorite, but I do. I would really want to talk to these pilots. Be like, how confident were you? that it was changing direction or sometimes or like, did the it quotes
1: just, are taking out of context exactly, or like who knows exactly
0: so i i like there was a screenshot of a twitter post that said it had a link uh, yeah i know i'm going that far <laughs> to the <laughs> audio file i could not refine that twitter uh, post to find the link cuz i wanted to listen to it to see cuz i could hear the whole audio but i couldn't so i'll lemme put it this way i 100% do believe it could be a meteor but I want to I would love to talk to these pilots first to verify because if it changed direction my belief that this is a meteor gets very cloudy and Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to commit to that but that's my thought what do you think
1: um I think well here's the thing the fact that there could have been more than one one ball everyone
0: agrees there was more than one
1: okay for sure. At least. Two. So the idea is that it, of it breaking off and kind of like scattering everywhere, I suppose as long as it might have been small enough. I mean, how big was this thing? You know what I mean? Like for it to be that significant.
0: So so one of the uh let me get his name so that I so that I don't miss everything. Um Apostolos Christou, uh he believes that the meteorite may have only been like the size of like an apple, but okay. it would have been that bright.
1: I just don't think that's it. I Well,
0: they they don't have to be that big. I mean a meteorite that's the size of a car if it hits the ground is gonna do massive amounts no, of No,
1: I understand, but like for it to be Well how bright was it they said? Like pretty bright. They said right?
0: super bright. Like if you can see it in the, this is all during daylight. This during is in the, the day, morning. Exactly. This is daylight in the sky and we've seen how bright that is. I mean, you could be in a in a plane cabin where everyone's windows close and then one person five rows up opens up the window and it almost illuminates like half the cabin. Oh, yeah. Um It's bright up there. So it has to be super bright, like really bright. That's my
1: point. I just don't think it was some, it was like a little meteorite. I think it was something else. I don't know what that else is. Clearly it didn't destroy the planet, but it was something. And I like to say, call that a UFO.
0: What if aliens (laughs) were like six inches tall?
1: I would be really weirded out, but (laughs) like also how, how?
0: Yeah can you abduct me or what? I
1: know. I was like, can I fit in your plane? Like what's happening in your little spaceship?
0: So we both agree that it's a little bit weird, but I think I'm more willing to accept that it's a meteorite. Whereas I think you're just more like, you know what? It sounds like you're saying that seems like a cop out. A little bit. A little bit.
1: Possibly. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> all right. All right. You seem so disappointed. No, right? no,
0: I, I think this is good. Okay. So that, that was just the first part. Now,
1: because, oh, because we're well. dealing
0: with Ireland, I figured I would do a fun little rapid fire thing, which I think is great. So, Ireland isn't really known, at least to me, I don't hear about it often, as a UFO hotspot.
1: Okay. You know, right. we
0: hear of different areas where UFOs seem to be pretty common. I don't really. Like I Arizona. Mean, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard of a single one from Ireland. Not saying they don't happen. I'm sure there's plenty I mean, we of have had one out in there.
1: Scotland.
0: Yeah, no, and true, we've had, true.
1: You've had ones in plenty England. Plenty in England. No, no, yeah. no. I'm,
0: I'm sure they exist, but I mean, it, it, it being known as like a Roswell, for instance, sure. or an Area 51, not so much. Right, right. Okay.
1: But apparently,
0: and th- this kind of goes with what I'm saying and not, apparently in 2020, there was more activity reported in Northern Ireland than in previous years. Ooh. Now, we can always assume it's because everyone's staying home and going a little crazy.
1: You have I'm, time to look up now. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: But to clarify, all what I'm about to talk about is I'm talking about Northern Ireland. Okay. So, yes, we are talking about more activity reported in 2020,
1: but... Was it still like two
0: it was six. Six. Okay. <laughs> it was Ooh. six, whereas the previous year there had been four. Okay. So with such low numbers, I don't think you can consider this statistically significant. Sure. It might have been a 33% increase. No, no. There's a 50% was, increase. Yeah. Um, but with not such low numbers. Four? It's, it, no, it's not
1: 50%. Four to
0: six is 50%. 50% of four is two. Four plus two is six. 50% increase.
1: But it would have to be eight.
0: No, that's a 100% increase.
1: Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Math is weird.
0: <laughs> so um, we can't consider this statistically significant, but there were six, and I'm saying officially reported UFO sightings. I don't mean, you know, some guy down in his uh, in his barn saw a UFO and just tells his friends. I mean, these were reported to the authorities. So either way, I'm going to give you a quick rundown in honor of St. Patrick's Day of all six of these UFO reports in Northern Ireland from 2020. Okay. This information is directly from uh, January 2021 reports from both iriscentral.com and the Dairy Journal. Citing number one, <laughs> March 13th, but also some places have said 15th. But it's one of those two days. Okay. A silent UFO with plenty of flashing lights was allegedly mm-hmm. hovering above Dunmurry. It was visible for 30 whole minutes before disappearing. <gasps> Whoa. However, despite this, and all the research I was trying to do into it, no reports include images or video taken or any mention of images or video taken, which is a stupid shame if it was there for 30 30 minutes. minutes. You'd think they'd at least have a blurry video or a photo (laughs) with a finger in the frame. (gasps) Was I taking that picture? I'm ashamed that they didn't even try to get a video in that time. All right.
1: That's fair. fair.
0: Sighting number two, not long after, March 19th. A UFO that looked like it had solar panels on it was seen flying above Bangor. I, I've, oh. I've never heard of Bangor before. Bangor. The caller did admit at the end of the call <laughs> it might have been a drone.
1: Oh my god, help me!
0: <laughs> so this is considered an official report, but he's like, yeah, it might have been a drone. So it was tiny.
1: Okay, it has to be tiny. That's well, I mean, that's nice that he said that he could have he could have used it also as a way of a descriptive kind of form, like be like it. Flew like a drone. It looked like a drone. It sounded like a drone. But it's like it could have <laughs> been, been a drone.
0: All right. Sighting number three. April 3rd. A UFO was reportedly going down a street called Springfield Road. Mm-hmm. That's all that was said. I couldn't find any more information Aww. on it. Yeah, bummer. Sighting number four. This is my favorite of them all. <laughs> okay. You can tell how quality all of these are. May 12th. A half-naked man reported that he was picked up by a UFO <laughs> and then dropped off at Bangor Marina. No report on whether or not it was the top or bottom half that was naked.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. A, well. So this
0: guy seems trustworthy.
1: Yeah.
0: He's like, I got picked up and dropped out, you know, kind of like that chick from SNL. Oh, yeah. Dropped, dropped down without her pants, showing her poop <laughs> shoot and prune <laughs> shoot. <laughs> no, her...
1: her... No, her... Coot, coot, and prune shoot. Yeah, or... coot, coot and prune shoot.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, sighting number five, August 22nd. Three UFOs were spotted flying over Belfast. No mention if it was a single sighting or multiple mm, sightings from different people. Okay. And lastly, sighting number six, September 26th. That's pretty early in the year to be the last sighting of the year, but it mm. was. A report of six UFOs Holy. were seen flying over a man's home in, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Ballygo Martin, which is near Belfast. Once again, it was just the one okay. guy reporting it.
1: So And it was a guy that was his house, he said? Yeah, like, it was his house. Okay, yeah. So,
0: Northern <laughs> Ireland had six <laughs> uh, officially reported UFO sightings, and we can assume from all of them... They're really not worth paying much attention to.
1: Yeah. One's a a drone,
0: one's a naked guy. The other (laughs) ones may or may not be there. The only one that's interesting to me is the one that was allegedly there for 30 minutes. But the fact that there's no pictures or videos from a UFO that's supposed to be there 30 minutes. I'm curious who it was. Was it like an
1: 80 year old who's like, what? Yeah, it's true. I mean, even my parents would be like, should I get the camera and spend the 10 minutes trying to figure it out? Or (laughs) should I just like watch it?
0: But, I mean, I don't know how I'd handle being, like, the guy who takes in reports when people call me. Like, he's like, yeah, there's a UFO. It's been there for a while. I'll be like, dude, did you take a picture? He's like, no, I didn't think to. I'm like, you saw a UFO and you didn't Sometimes take a picture? Sometimes I
1: feel like that's I'd be not, so rude on the
0: phone to we them. We don't even
1: take pictures. Sometimes we're on vacation. And that's, like, uh, when to do it because we're just enjoying ourselves. Now, if you're. He,
0: he's sitting there watching a UFO join. No, no,
1: but, like, if you're scared, that's, like, a totally different mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's even worse. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I'm I'd not justifying
1: that. it because I'm pissed and I'm like get your damn <laughs> 30 cameras. minutes though like
0: if it was 30 seconds he's scared couple minutes scared 30 minutes though that's enough time that's three commercial breaks what if you like I don't
1: want to anger it maybe it was like a conscious decision if it's like another entity and it clearly knows your ass is down there do you want to be like, hey, I'm going to take a picture, say cheese. I don't know.
0: I think it was just a drunk guy. Just saying.
1: He was the same drunk, half naked guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. All the half naked <gasps> drunk people.
1: Half naked.
0: But anyway, that's a quick rundown of the official UFO sightings from Northern Ireland in 2020.
1: Yay. I'm glad you kept in the theme. Yeah.
0: And so at the with that and the uh, bright lights off the coast, that brings the end to my end of episode, Encounters.
1: Woo Thank you for that. That was really that was really good because I didn't know that Ireland had such few sightings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it definitely doesn't seem to be a hot spot right now. However,
1: that's true. Maybe. I did
0: find a list of UFO sightings there that I will get to at a later date. I try to jump around and keep things exciting. So mm-hmm. we'll get back to that. And those cover all of the island, which will be pretty awesome. Yeah. But I thought these, since we're getting super recent, you know, we just finished twenty twenty, how many UFOs are happening?
1: Right. Hit that up. There's a lot more UFOs in twenty twenty, I think. I'm really happy. So, unfortunately, the wheel let us down this time, but, but it was fun spitting it. Spinning, I said spitting.
0: It was, it was fun to have spitting it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, either way, because it's St. Patty's, I think it's a perfect time for us to uh, take a shot.
1: In Ooh, celebration. let's just do it anyway.
0: Cracking a fresh bottle. I don't
1: need a wheel to tell me.
0: <laughs> all right. And these are huge glasses, so we're not filling them up all the way.
1: Yeah, Lisa knows us. She's like, I'm going to give them just really big shot glasses and they'll be fine.
0: <laughs> they drink too much. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa.
1: You're not wrong. Okay. All right. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Wow, it's been a while since I've had whiskey. That was great.
1: Ooh, that has been a minute. That was good, though. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Ooh, so that was awesome. Rough, but that's okay. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it, it's St. Patty's Day. I hope you, all of you have an amazing St. Patty celebration. Hope it, was a, it was a good one. Yeah, we here. hope it was a good one. Oh, for sure, because you, you'll hear this in the future.
0: But don't worry, you can you can keep celebrating as long as you want.
1: <laughs> we won't judge you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode.
1: Yeah. Thanks think
0: for so. want to thank you guys for listening. If you have any stories that you think. Uh, other people should know we want to hear from you drop us a line at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or through instagram twitter or facebook as always uh, we post episodes every saturday and you can find us on all the standard podcast platforms we want to thank you for joining us today if like us you are imbibing away cheers and have another i know we will If you are listening to us on your way to work while being a productive member of society, good on you, and I hope your day is awesome. And if you happen to be hungover while listening to this, don't worry, because the best cure for a hangover
1: is fear. Bye. See you guys.